Welcome to the first episode of Memocracy. I'm Abby. And I'm Carla. And we're here to take you on a journey across the internet and political spectrum to learn more about our memified world. We are both going into our junior year in college, and I am majoring in politics and minoring in journalism. And I'm a double major in English and politics. We've always talked about politics, and we still do, and obviously we've grown up with memes, so it seemed very logical to discuss that in a podcast form. We basically live on social media, so from our perspectives, everything in the world is affected by social media, or is at least related to it. The internet is very politicized, and so are memes. And of course, you can't talk about the politicization of memes without talking about the infamous Pepe the Frog. You've probably heard of him. You've probably seen him. He's the green, human-like, chill frog. Pepe reached the internet in 2008, and from there, his life on social media and image-sharing sites grew. Abby, what's the first time, like, can you remember the first time you saw a Pepe meme? So I don't remember, like, the moment that I first saw Pepe, but I remember he was the thing between, like, my freshman and sophomore year of high school. So, like, 20... Like, 2014. Yeah, 2014, 2015. And I just remember, like, I was on Twitter a lot, and people would post... It was just like a reaction meme. So there was the rare Pepe's, the golden Pepe's. And it was like this image of, it was like a regular looking Pepe. I don't think he was doing anything special, but he was gold instead of green. And people would post him and be like, retweet and you'll have 10 good years, 10 years of good luck. How about you though? Do you remember the first time you saw Pepe? Like you, like it was, it was kind of like it comes out of nowhere. That's like with most memes, like, oh, well, this is funny now. Everybody posts him everywhere. This is the thing. And obviously, you know, like when you're a kid, you have like no personality. So you just (laughs) copy what everybody else is doing. So I loved Pepe memes. I would find the newest Pepe's. I would try and find rare Pepe's to share with my friends on kick. Um... Ooh. There were uh, rainbow Pepe's. I like the ones on Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Those were really great. Um, we were really into it then. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked deep fried memes also. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I like deep fried Pepe's. And by deep fried, you know, they're like overly saturated images, you know. Oversaturated, like... Grainy. Like, yeah, like been shared too many times. It's just like hard to see. <laughs> That's what makes them good though. It gives them some flavor. Pepe was born from the comic book Boy's Life by Matt Fury, published in 2005. Pepe was introduced to the internet on MySpace in 2008, after fans of Fury's comic book started sharing the images of the chill and relatable frog. He eventually made his way to 4chan, which is where he really took off. 4chan users adapted Pepe to different scenarios and to have various emotions. Users started getting more creative and made unique variations of Pepe, referred to as rare Pepes. They would trade these elusive frog images and even created a form of cryptocurrency called Pepe Cash that's connected to Bitcoin. Pepe images circulated the internet so much that they eventually made their way to more mainstream social media sites like Twitter and Instagram. In late 2014, even celebrities like Katy Perry and Nicki Minaj started sharing Pepe memes. At this point, 
Pepe was popularized, and he was on mainstream social media through 2014 and 2015. But 4chan users referred to those who used the meme outside of the website as normies, but they were not happy that normies had taken over the meme. And everything changed when 4chan's efforts to protect Pepe coincided with the 2016 election. The 4chaners used some unsavory methods in an effort to save their beloved frog. Where they were once trying to protect Pepe through the rare Pepe trading phenomenon, they were now trying to take him back through perversion. The goal was to make Pepe as unappealing as possible to the normies, and to do this, they made him edgy. Edgy in the world of memes and 4chan means anything racist, pornified, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, homophobic, fascist, etc. And ultimately, Pepe and the world of U.S. electoral politics collided in November 2015, when Donald Trump retweeted an image of himself as a Pepe, and then his son, Donald Trump Jr., did the same, cementing their own association with the perverse Pepe revolution going on in the forums of 4chan. This successfully politicized the image of Pepe, forever associating him with the far right. You know, to just be grossly generalistic, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. <laughs> right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. And for those of you who don't know, Pepe is a white nationalist symbol. David Duke, the former KKK leader, also tweeted a similar meme, but photoshopped his face into the image. But, but you get the drift here. This is why Democrats say what Hillary Clinton said is fair. It gets even more complex because the Pepe that Donald Trump chose to retweet in 2015 was likely created to make fun of him, considering the 4chaners goals was to make regular people stop using Pepe. Instead, when he used Pepe, he was likely on the side of the 4chaners, since he was making fun of liberal snowflakes and telling politically incorrect jokes. By September 2016, Pepe was declared a hate symbol by the Anti-Defamation League. They said, quote, The Anti-Defamation League, or the ADL, today identified Pepe the Frog, a cartoon character used by haters on social media to suggest racist, anti-Semitic, or other bigoted notions as a hate symbol. It has been added to the ADL's online hate on display database, end quote. The use of the Pepe meme by normies pretty much ended right after that declaration. But Pepe is still alive and well, circulating the pages of 4chan, alt-right YouTube, and the dark web. I think it's hard to go back to the good old days of Pepe, since his modern use in the United States is still prominently as an ironic hate symbol. However, there have been efforts to take his image back from the far right. Pepe's creator, Fury, worked with the Anti-Defamation League on a campaign to try to make Pepe innocent again, and the protesters in Hong Kong used Pepe's image as a progressive symbol of resistance against the authoritarian government. But in the United States, People who are active and aware on the internet still generally see Pepe as an image of hate 
and the far right. From the perspective of the forums of 4chan and the alt-right, his irony is meant to show how normies are idiots. Amelia Tate of the British magazine New Statesman made an example of this irony stating, quote, let's dress like Nazis and act like Nazis so that liberals call us Nazis when we're not. That will show just how stupid these liberals are, end quote. She means that most of the people that participate in the hateful memes won't admit to holding Nazi views because they are insist they are being just simply ironic, quote, fighting back at what they consider to be left-wing intolerance. And it's so easy for these 4chaners to exhibit these hateful ideas because they are behind a screen and a keyboard. Even if they are joking, they won't have to directly deal with the repercussions of their words, which are more systematic than they realize. These words really do have an effect, though. According to an analysis done by Vice, hate speech on 4chan has increased by 40% since 2015, rising up alongside neo-Nazi rhetoric. And this is around the time that Pepe was taken from the normies. On the shooting attacks on two mosques in the New Zealand city of Christchurch, 49 people are known to have died. Dozens more are being treated in hospital for gunshot wounds. Witnesses say at least one gunman opened fire on worshippers at the mosques as they were gathering for Friday prayers. Brenton Tarrant, the terrorist who shot up a New Zealand mosque, posted this 74-page manifesto. Firstly, Tarrant describes himself as, quote, a regular white man from a regular family who decided to take a stand to ensure a future if you spend a large amount of your day surfing these forums, you're likely to become desensitized to hate and violence as well as more prone to prejudice. It's crazy to think that the war that was fought to keep Pepe from the normies could have desensitized the 4chan public, considering it was an issue that brought the deep internet together and made it easier for them to unite in hate. It also didn't help that simultaneously, Donald Trump was spouting overt hate speech to his fan base in the world and pretty much legitimizing the 4chaners. It goes to show that lengths that people are willing to go in order to protect an inside joke turned symbol, to the point where it's no longer art that exists for pleasure, but rather art that exists as a tool of manipulation in politics. In this era of internet dominance, it's possible for a simple image like chill stoner Pepe the Frog to be weaponized as a hate symbol by the internet trolls that claimed him first. Basically, if they couldn't have him for themselves, then nobody could have him. But by participating in the Pepe Wars, they rebelled against our societal norms and became vessels of racism, homophobia, Islamophobia, Nazism, and fascism by stating it's just a joke. But Pepe is more than just a joke now. He has a history. He has a past. He is now a mascot of white supremacy on 4chan. And we can't take back the image which now has real-life consequences behind it. It's easy to say, ah, it's just a frog. But this frog united a movement and allowed them to reinforce one another's hateful beliefs in a safe space. That's all for today's episode of Mimocracy. Thank you so much for joining us, and be sure to tune in again in two weeks for more. Audio clips were sampled from the YouTube channels of CNN, CBS News, BBC News, and TRT World.